What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Game Room Podcast. I'm your host, Rome, alongside with my co-host, the returning Forrest. How are you doing tonight, Forrest? Oh, I'm, I'm, that hello is not a feeling, but I'm feeling very hello right now. Feeling very hello. Well, I mean, that's, that's good. I think hello would be positive. Let's say positive on that. Um, also joined by producer Jeff on the ones and twos. Jeff, uh, how are you doing tonight? Absolutely. Uh, you know, happy new year to everybody. Today's show is pretty much a preview of 2023. You know, we got some news headlines concerning, you know, what could be coming up this year. We're going to go really over. I thought the... you were going to say Bethesda Activision. Well, we have one. We do have one. Oh, my God. No, well, so we have one. You know, we always have at least one. There's. I really look. thought we're going to have some headlines Bethesda Activision. And then you're like, no, but we do have one. Well, we do have an Xbox Activision. Yeah, we, we do have one. Uh, we have one. We always, again, we're guaranteed to have one. Until this <laughs> deal goes through, we're going to have one. We do have We do have it. That's uh, great. But 98% of the show, or 99% of the show, is 2023. Um, so this is a year that is going to be an extremely stacked year for video games. A really exciting year for pretty much... Whatever you play, whatever you know, whatever console, PC console, whichever console it is, genre, you name it, there's probably a few games you're looking forward to on the horizon coming up. I mean, that was, you know, due to the pandemic and also next gen console development cycles. You know, it, it, it's it was a bunch of delays. The last few years have been kind of lean, kind of light, but that's leading into what's going to be a really, really strong 2023. Um, so let's get right into the news headlines. So, so number one, uh, Jeff Grubb, well-known games, I don't want to say leaker because he, he, he said something a few months ago that was like slightly misinterpreted, so he doesn't really leak stuff that much anymore. But he did mention that he heard from some sources that something's going to happen with Metroid Prime soon. Uh, he has no idea what it is, um, but he he is noting that something Metroid Prime related is happening soon on the horizon. Uh, obviously, Metroid Prime Four was announced, geez, about five years ago at this point, four years ago for the Switch. Um, in which case, a few years later, they announced that they were restarting development completely. And you know, it's been kind of dead silence since. There's been a lot of rumors about a Metroid Prime trilogy coming to Switch. Boris, um, have you ever played the Metroid Prime games? They only played Fusion on the GBA, which is really weird. Um, I did not get that far. I'm 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 realizing I was a dumb kid when it came to video games. But uh I would it's funny, I'm watching I'm watching what Jeff's putting up. Producer Jeff doing a great job already. Um I'm looking at that clip and I'm like, dang, I I kinda wanna play like yeah, man, this is what you're looking at is uh, Metroid Dread, which came out last, not yep. 2022, but 2021. I say That's last. Side scroll, not side scroll, yeah. Grindr, right? Yeah, it was the first side scrolling Metroid game in about, oh, geez, like a console one in like 17, 18 years. The yeah. funny thing is, is that they actually announced Metroid Dread like 19 years prior to it coming out. Um, and he was even teased in Metroid Prime on the GameCube. <laughs> and, then, and then eventually it came out. Um, wow. Oh, here's producer Jeff showing himself for a second there. A little Easter egg. What up to the trading doge? What's going on, man? Um, 
but yeah, I mean, so Metroid Prime is a fantastic trilogy of games, first-person shooter. Um, not even shooter. Nintendo doesn't consider them first-person shooter, but first-person action adventure, action adventure shooter game. Crosshair. Um, yeah, right. Um, but so yeah, hopefully we get some Metroid Prime news soon because I really, really want to play a Metroid Prime game. Yeah, um, it'd be. I I never played the GameCube one, but. Even if it's a remake of the GameCube one with like better graphics, or even just port it, mm-hmm. like port your damn games, Nintendo. Um, even if it's just a port, then I'm good. But I'd be down. I'd be down to try it at least. Like I'm open to it, and I'm a very stingy gamer, as you will see with my list. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I would kind of be down. I'd be down. All right, moving right along. Again, a lot of rumors and reports about 2023 this week. Uh, The next one is coming uh, on the Xbox side of stuff. Uh, According to reports, Redfall, which is the next Bethesda game, uh, Arcane Studios specifically, exclusively coming to Xbox, is targeting an early May 2023 launch date. Um, So obviously Redfall is one of the two big exclusive games coming from Bethesda that we knew were coming out. and, uh, you know, as we talked about last week in our report cards, both Redfall and Starfield were delayed. We don't know exactly when these games are coming still. But as I said, the reports are saying that this could come, you know, in early May. My first reaction to this is like, no, please don't come out near Zelda. <laughs> like, stay away from Zelda. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going to release when when they see the need to. Yeah. Also yeah. worth noting that today, uh, the Starfield website, the official like Starfield supporter help website, whatever it is, like the website that sells the game, um, on the website it says that Starfield is coming out in the first half of 2023. So, could probably expect both of these games within the first six months of the year. Um, I think if if Redfall is coming out in May, I would almost think that Starfield is coming out soon i i can't see them stacking these releases super close together um what what do you think do you think we see starfield earlier in the year like maybe even february or march yeah honestly it's that's that that's kind of i don't know that'd be weird because we would know about it by now it's that's next month they wouldn't just that's that's really weird because then there's no marketing campaign there's no ads unless they're going to be like it's available now and then just then do the marketing to get you to play it like i feel like it needs more i would i could see it being march and then when did uh, redfall say it was it's rumored for early may i mean so i mean you could see starfield in june i guess but that again that just seems so bunched up june is slammed june is like got three heavy hitters I mean, all again, January and February and March are all really filled too. I mean, th- this year, there's no good place to come out. If you're trying to avoid heavy hitters, best of luck to you. I don't think that there's anywhere on the schedule. I mean, obviously, we don't know July and onward yet, but. Yeah, but also, just from a business standpoint, it's stupid to undercut your own sales. Right. But you could oh. also <laughs> argue, you could also argue that Game Pass is the selling point. So it's like, oh, hey, get Game Pass. These two, you know, 50 plus hour games are there for you. 
Like, yeah, no, you're right. That that is one way. But I would not stake these two brand new games that can stand on their own legs and then undercut each other just to sell Game Pass. I wouldn't. I agree. I wouldn't do that. I would just because a lot of people don't want Game Pass. Like I, me, I never want Game Pass because I don't have that kind of time. It's not a valuable subscription for me because I, I play one game to death and then I find something else and then still come back to that game that I played to death. So Game Pass is just after, what, six months of me doing this, I've already, it, it's paid for the game. But like Game Pass is as if I only buy games I really love, you know? Like, and I'm really going to be able to get miles out of, except for Legends Arceus. That was my biggest mistake. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, so, like, I don't see, like, I'm not a Game Pass user. I'm going to probably buy Starfield as Starfield. Oh, Redfall? Producer Jeff, uh, I heard Producer Jeff coming through. I don't, I don't know. Producer Jeff, you, you got some thoughts? I'm just watching this gameplay we got going on here. This game looks sick, man. Yeah, man, I'm really excited for Redfall. It's going to be awesome to play. It does give me some Left 4 Dead vibes to an extent. The rest of um, Left 4 Dead energy. Yeah, I mean, and Arcane's been an excellent developer before the Xbox acquisition. I mean... These are the guys that made Dishonor. These are the guys that, you know, put out Deathloop last year. Um, or, again, I keep saying last year. Um, a few years Ooh. ago. Um, yeah, these these guys have a really strong, you know, pedigree of games. They're not... They haven't been around for forever, but, I mean, they're they're doing good work. Like, the only way I will get this is if... I think I said this last week. If my wife, she's a huge Left 4 Dead fan, if she wants it and will play it with me that is the only way i will get it that's the exact vibes i'm getting too is left for dead for yeah. sure yeah so that is yeah, the only way i get it yeah i mean i'm excited for redfall i mean regardless it's scary so see what i do and i think i mentioned this previously on the podcast for games that come the game pass once uh like i i play them at launch you know at, on game pass or whenever i get to it and then after i beat it I start looking for physical copies because obviously still a physical collector and I just wait for the price to drop. Like I picked up Halo Infinite like a year after launch. Like I got the steel book for like five bucks, <laughs> like Ooh. on a sale. It, and it's just like it, it for me, Game Pass helps fill that best of both worlds. Like instead of dropping 70 bucks at launch, I can just kind of wait for a sale. Like I'm still going to buy the physical copy when I can get my hands on it. But like, I don't yeah. need it. But I don't know. That's I think you're unique in that aspect because you collect what you also play. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know too many people that do that. Like of all my friends, you are the person that I know that does that. No one else I know does that. I appreciate that. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely unique. You know what can I say? <laughs> uh, um, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I love collecting games and I love playing them. So I mean, for me, it's kind of. It's kind of a, it's just a no-brainer system. My biggest knock against Game Pass is, and it's not really a knock, it's just, it's more of a knock against indie gaming. But I hate, one of my biggest things that I hate is when I play a game on Game Pass that, like, I really love, and there's no physical release for it. And I'm just like, oh, like pain. Like, I just feel pain in my heart. Um, like, I played a game, oh, was it, it was in 2021, I played a game called Night in the Woods. And, like, it was on Game Pass, absolutely fucking loved it. 
and there was no physical release and i was super bummed but then limited run games actually announced a physical release for it like last week and so i like instantly scooped that up i mean i have to wait like a year because limited run games is not very good in terms of its release schedule but you know super super hyped for that all right next up the next Naughty Dog game is rumored to be structured more like a television show. Um, so, you know, this following comes from Insider Gaming. Whenever the next new Naughty Dog game gets released, fans will see something during development that they haven't seen from the studio before. In an interview with The New Yorker, Neil Druckmann, Naughty Dog co-president, says that the next game from the studio will be structured more like a TV show than any other prior game. In the past, Druckmann has been responsible for writing game stories himself. With the next game, Druckmann has already begun assembling a team of writers to help create the story. He didn't give any more details than that, including whether or not the assembled team consists of past TV writers or a group of traditional game writers. The next Naughty Dog game has yet to be announced. Many believe that it will be The Last of Us Part 3. Why would it be Last of Us Part 3 like a TV show? Well... Uh, it's just kind of speculation going on in the industry. The, the Last of Us is a huge property right now for PlayStation and Naughty Dog. Um, Naughty Dog wrapped up Uncharted a few years back. So a lot of people are just assuming if they want to finish Last of Us, they're going to do that before they move on to something brand new. Um, oh. And in terms of the TV style, I mean, a few games in the past have tried this. Uh, the one that I think did it really well was the original Alan Wake. Um, all those years ago. Uh, other than that, I think the TV episode style can be hit or miss. I mean, the Telltale games have operated off of that, but those games have come, you know, released separately as separate episodes. So it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah. that's the creative vision that they're going for, and I guess we'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those like it's like you do you no. Naughty Dog, like if it's an original property, and and it's like based on TV, like and it's like trippy and stuff, that'd be cool. Like if it was something original, but if it's like, oh, they're just going to episodically release Last of Us Three, that's not exciting for me. Like when you were, so when you first started this news article, I was like, ooh, new Naughty Dog thing, and it's TV esque. Ooh, this is gonna. I was getting excited, and then it was like Last of Us Three, and I'm like, oh. So, did you play the Last of Us games? Nope. Okay. I have nothing. I have no stakes in that franchise whatsoever. I've okay. seen it. I've watched people play it, but that's not my kind of game. I don't. I can't do slow. Hard, like there's there's a little bit of a creepiness to it. I can't do yeah, creepy, sure. man. Can't so I played it. the first one. I played the first one. Love the first one. Uh, have not played the second one. Um, a lot of the a lot of people seem to not like it very much. I mean, it critically yeah. was very well received, but a lot of fans didn't seem very happy with it. So I was a little hesitant to get into it. I mean, maybe at some point I will, especially if The Last of Us Three is a thing. You know, then that's just something I'll probably hop onto. But other than that, I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. You remember? You, you so I was one of those people that immediately lost interest in Last of Us Two. When, uh, you know, during E3, Sony decided to go over to the Sony tent and put on an orchestral thing outside. And that was for Last of Us 2. And yeah. I immediately was just like, I don't even want to watch the rest of this conference. 
it's so funny to me because so to be to be clear you don't like when the game uh like press conferences do like the orchestra stuff and all the extra like flair it makes sense with the game why what what is last like okay so final fantasy literally has an orchestra that travels the world Okay, if you brought them on stage to show 16, I'd kind of get hype. I'd be like, oh, shit. And then, like, you find out that one of the songs that they do, they got to compose a song that's going to be on one of the levels. You know, that would be exciting. No, just randomly cutting to the outside tents with the orchestra and candlelight and storm, and then they show a dance scene, and I'm just like, what? This is have to do with Last of Us 2. Like, I just don't like when it's random. Even I like that less than I like when Ubisoft has all the dancers on stage or just, when they're promoting just dance again. You know what I'm talking about? Every, yeah. every E3 there's dancers on stage for just dance. Yeah. I don't, I dislike the Sony thing more than I dislike the Ubisoft dancers. It's funny because they, it's funny because, because you know, Dev and I were watching the Game Awards together, and we had this very similar discussion where they they had like a I think it was Halsey was performing a song for Diablo, and he was like, "Why are we doing this?" And I was like, "Because it's like it's themed with the game, you know, it, it like the presentation of the of the performance and the song itself. It, it it's just the theme that they're going for. I mean, also in award shows have these musical, um, yeah." And an award show and makes he, a little bit more sense. Okay. I mean, I get yeah, it. He hated it. Yeah. No, I agree with him. I uh, agree with him on that one because, yeah, no. Like, at an award show, it makes more sense. At a E3, that's not an award show. That's your that's your showcase, bro. You're, you're filling, to me, what that comes off as is you're filling dead time that you don't have for games. And I'd rather you just not waste my time and just have a 20 minute shorter conference. I hear you. I, I like the flair a little bit though. Like, I like there's the flare a lot. Makes sense. I like there's the flair like... when it's smart flair. Yeah. Okay. If all right. It's just flair. No. I, I, all right. I got you. I agree with that. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Moving forward. Forrest, it's time for the one that we talked about. We have an Activision Blizzard update. The Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard has been approved by hey. the by the country of Chile. Oh, yeah. See how I did that? You, you like what you see? What I did there? No, I don't like that. I just got bamboozled. What does Chile have to do with this? Well, it's a country, and all the countries have to approve the sale because they operate in those countries. So, like, oh my god. Like, Chile okay. approves that the deal goes through, and Microsoft and Activision are both companies that do sales. They do business in Chile, so Chile's like. What I'm if like so, so play play follow this with me. Yeah, so yeah. if let's say I'm just gonna pick one, UK decides no, we're not we're we don't like the idea. We don't like the merger. We're against it. And then every other country's like, we like it. We're gonna do it. Do they just not sell games to UK? You know, that's a great question, and I wish that somebody who knew this type of stuff could answer that question. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Um, but Chile's regulator, Fis Fiscalia Nacional Economica, 
the FNE, approved Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard last Thursday. In the press release, the regulator explained that with other big third-party companies such as EA, Epic Games, Ubisoft, and others, there was still plentiful competition in the video game industry. As other responsible regulators review the facts, we expect more approvals like this one, said Lulu Chang Mesere, EVP of Corporate Affairs at Activision Blizzard. Um, so, yeah, Chile has said that the deal makes sense and that the games industry is fine if it goes through. So there you go. Mm. The great country right. of Chile. The great, the great, great country of Chile. It went through. Yay, in Chile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Got me. You got, got Look, me. Man, I'm, I'm working, man. I'm working, you know? Getting worked. <laughs> I got I got worked into I got shot into a work, brother. <laughs> right. Uh all right. Next up. 2023 to be a quote unquote year of many announcements. Says Konami producer. The new year is right around the corner. Many gamers are eagerly awaiting what's to come in 2023. It's not around the corner, it's here. Uh, this is from Insider Gaming, by the way. You did um, it again. I got excited, then you said Konami, and I was like, mm. I know. Well, this was a very surprising. Yeah, I'm three for three. You've got me excited, and then you said the other thing, and now I'm like, mm. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, Noriaki Akamura. The a producer for the Metal Gear Solid franchise, which I can't imagine what this guy is doing these days, <laughs> said in an interview with Famitsu that next year is one that has been long awaited. On top of that, he claimed 2023 will be a year of many announcements. Um, Konami, a few years back, um, kind of cut ties more or less with the video game industry. I mean, they they shifted their focus to pachinko machines and. They do still put out a yearly soccer game, but I mean, other and it hasn't been very good based off the critical response to these games. But it's very interesting. This Konami could finally be like, wait a second, we own a lot of valuable IP in the video game industry. Maybe we should make some fucking games. You know? Yeah, right. Like the only thing they made last year, I think, was uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Yeah, I think yeah, they did put that out. Actually, you are correct. They they put that oh, out. Along with uh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I actually liked it. It's a, oh my god, it's an absolute hot mess with bots and everything, and just like you know, it's very Konami, which you know, it's very on brand for Konami. Um, and there's also Gotcha, so you know, those Pinko machines. It's very on brand. Um, dude, you have to Gotcha packs of cards. Like it's, ugh. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> excuse me uh yeah it's it's rough man i i it's it's been really rough to to be a konami fan or at least a fan of their ip in recent years um to see them say that there's a lot of announcements coming this year i mean i guess we'll just have to wait and see what what happens you know i mean again it's a lot of wait and see in this episode because you know it's january 2nd so we don't know what's going on yet just want to throw this out there, producer Jeff here. Uh, my dad used to work for Konami. They are heavily into the slot machine industry. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's that was where he worked in their Las Vegas, like the division that had Konami for the slot machines. So yeah, that's really cool. And I did know that they do they they do the the machines, the um, pachinko and the slots and all that. So I do I did know that, but that's really cool that he yeah. worked for Konami. Yeah, one day they brought me into this special room they have that has all their slot machines in it, that like the new ones that they created. 
and they let me sit down and play them because I couldn't win anything. And I actually hit like the mega jackpot and the, the man, like all the dudes came running in the room. They're like, nobody's hit that yet. That was awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Nice. That's a really cool story. So I uh, just looked up all the things that Konami, uh, this is their Wikipedia. So it says they distribute trading cards, anime, tokusatsu, pochinko, slot machines, arcade cabinets, and then all their video game properties are Metal Gear, Silent Hill, Castlevania, Contra, Frogger, uh, Tokimeki Memorial, Paradiso, Gradius, and Yu-Gi-Oh!, Suikuden, and Pro Evolution Soccer, which is the game you mentioned. They also own IPs from Bamani, known for Dance Dance Revolution and Beat Mania. And they also have assets from Hudson Saw, Bomberman, Adventure Island, Bonk, Star Soldier. I forgot that they own Bomberman. That's why we haven't yeah. seen Bomberman in seven years. Well, maybe we're getting a new Bomberman game. I mean, I think everyone really just wants, like, when they say announcements, there's only one game that everyone's waiting for. That's a new Frogger game. Yes, yeah, Frogger. Frogger. Oh my god, could you imagine if it was Frogger, though? They're gonna turn Frogger into like a like a God of War third person action adventure style game where you're just we play that just killing people as Frogger and trying to cross the road. You land on a car and you just punch the guy, the guy in the car. Oh boy, God of Frogger Ragnarok. God of Frogger Ragnarok. Oh jeez. But yeah, no, I could see them putting out a, a Castlevania, Silent Hill, or Metal Gear this year, or all three, and maybe a Bomberman too. Because Bomberman's been, like, requested a lot lately, too. Like, get us new Bomberman. Yeah, I think Metal Gear is the big one. Uh, I, I feel like maybe we get an announcement for a Metal Gear game this year, which it's going to be very weird. I feel like... Wouldn't that be the first mainline entry without Kojima? That's what I'm That's what I'm thinking. That, that would be uh, very... I don't know how people would react to that. Now, here's, you... here's the thing, though. If Konami was smart, I don't know if they are. We'll find out. Continue. As of right now, Konami's not smart. But if they change their direction and get smart, that's possible. If Konami was smart, they would call, or they should call, Hideo Kojima. Like, look, Kojima, we fucked up. When I ask you to come back, but why don't you come back? Why why don't you work with us and make a Metal Gear game? One more. Make the make the one that you want to make the last one. And I, I'm pretty sure he knew Phantom Pain was going to be the last one, but... You know, maybe they ask him, and maybe he says yes. I think he would say no, but maybe he says yes. You never know. Well, unless, uh, what? Xbox buys Konami and puts him in charge, like we said last podcast. I mean, maybe, you never, maybe that's the announcement. Yeah. The announcement that's is, the announcement. We've been bought out by Microsoft. Um, no, I see what I think maybe with... Because um, there is a successful Metal Gear... Uh, there is a successful Metal Gear that I don't think Kojima had his hands in. Um, let me see real quick. No, I don't know. The only one that I know that was made without him was Survive, and that one wasn't very good. Oh, uh, okay. So it was co-developed. Okay. So the game I'm thinking of is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I could see them doing a second one of that because this that game got really popular this year, which is going to sound weird. A lot of streamers were playing it. A lot of people were it was it was circulating again. It had its second b 
breath again, so to say. Um, Kojima Productions and Platinum Games. So maybe just Platinum Games will take over. I could see that happening too. And it's it's been over 10 years. So maybe we're getting the 10-year anniversary version too. Maybe. It's the 10-year anniversary of the game. So maybe we're getting like a HD remaster or something of it. That'd be cool. I'd get it. Yeah, I think realistically, I think you're on to something there. Yeah, it's the 10. I Because also, yeah, like it had this resurgence this year. It's a property they don't necessarily need Kojima for because Platinum Star did a lot of it. The writing was off the wall. And the writing was is the memes. Like, it's a very memeable game. Just let Platinum Star just be like, pack it with memes, go. I, I would I would I would play it. I'm like saving that game because I know I like it. Kind of like what I'm doing with Bayonetta. Okay. I'm like, yeah, because it's like it's in my Devil May Cry wheelhouse. Gotcha. It really is. Bayonetta really is. I'm gonna say it every time you're on here. You would they love Bayonetta. They you'll both love it. you'll love it. You'll fucking love it. I hope so. If I don't if I don't, I'm coming to you. Don't That's worry. fine. Explain to me why I don't care about origins. <laughs> That's fine. You could virtually attack me through the internet. That's fine. Oh no. All right, moving right along. I'm live 3D now, baby. <laughs> That's true. Um, Ubisoft creative director hints at Star Wars news in 2023. Following is once again from Insider Gaming. Insider Gaming had a lot of headlines this week, it, mostly because everyone else was on vacation for the holiday. The whole games industry news side kind of shuts down that week between christmas and new year's um but inside gaming they kept going man um <clears throat> just under a year ago we learned of ubisoft's intentions to create an open world star wars experience like never before in january 2021 ubisoft and lucasfilm announced a partnership that would bring a story-driven open world adventure set at the heart of star wars galaxy however details have been relatively thin on the ground then since then Despite the seemingly being one hell of an enormous project, it's massively ambitious and it'll utilize every ounce of massive entertainments, uh, that's the Ubisoft studio developing the game, uh, their technological know-how, and the Snowdrop engine that has powered the likes of the Division franchise. Last week, a message was posted to Twitter by Ubisoft creator by a Ubisoft creative director that may have hinted at more information being revealed soon. The tweet said, Happy New Year to you all. 2023 is going to be huge for us. Join the adventure. Hashtag massive Star Wars. And then it showed a picture of Star Wars, Ubisoft, massive games, and Lucasfilm. Um, this kind of coincides with um, a, a decision that Disney made re after the EA Star Wars partnership ended that Disney wanted a Star Wars game to be released every six months, give or take. And uh, honestly, thank God. because. If there's one thing that's annoyed me about Star Wars, and a lot of people point to the the newer trilogy of movies, but like when EA bought Star Wars or they have the rights to Star Wars video games, and they it was a ten year deal, I believe, or something along those lines. It was like a multi year deal, five plus years. The only games we got were Battlefront one and two, and Jedi Fallen Order, and like that's just unacceptable. You the, you you guys got to be putting out games. You can't just put out nothing. Um, but so I'm very, very excited for more Star Wars video games, uh, to come. Yeah, no, I'm actually like, I'm kind of like down because, so I was, I just looked up what massive entertainment or massive games have done so far. Mm -hmm. 
and they're noted for Assassin's Creed Revelations, arguably the best one of Ezio. Far Cry 3, arguably the best Far Cry. And then the first division. Now, wait just a second. You can't... Revelations, while an excellent video game, it it's literally the third best Ezio game. Two's two, then. Two's the best one. Ezio's second game is the best one. I think Brotherhood's the best one. But yeah, that's is, Brotherhood. That's Brotherhood. Two is yeah, two yeah, is. I'll give you that. Brotherhood's the best one. Yeah. I would I like Revelations over the first one though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, so I, I totally agree with that. That's yeah. game. That's that's definitely a good call there. Um but yeah, so hopefully we get some more news from this and I'm I'm very, very excited for this. Yeah, I was I was down on it and when you said Ubisoft, and then I'm like and now I'm looking at massive games and I'm like, ooh, I like three of these games. Or rather, I like one of these games, and I know two of them are good. Because I would like, like, give me if you give me like Star Wars GTA or Star Wars Assassin's Creed, uh, or even like even Star Wars Division, like all of those are good options. They also did Just Dance. Just don't give me Dancing Star Wars. I swear to God, you're just Dave in the. Star Wars Visions looks cool AF. It really does. All right. So time for our last news story of the day. News story that came out after I posted my scripts and sent it to Jeff. So that means I'm going to be reading it off my phone. Um, it's not it's not a good news. It's more of a, a faith palm news. But Square Enix believes recent blockchain Violality, volality, volatility, negative. Volatility. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I was struggling. Sorry about that. Can yeah. benefit its game plans. Um. So last oh, year. <laughs> so last year to open up 2022, um, the final. You know, Square Enix, the president, posted a letter saying that they were doubling down on blockchain. They literally sold off a lot of their assets this past year to embracer group so that way they could um pursue that and obviously it was not a very good year for blockchain or anything in that category <laughs> so you would think that they were um Dude. you would think that they're done Forrest, would you would you think that they were maybe like okay maybe we should move away from the blockchain thing how well did nft cloud sell like the f well Forrest. In a new letter discussing its plans for 2023, Square Enix president Yosuke Matsuda has now said blockchain remains the biggest focus for, for its medium-term investments, despite all of the, uh, the negative reaction in the oh. blockchain space in 2022. Dude, so, like, do you know anything about crypto? Uh, I know enough to know that it's a scam and I hate it. So, same. Um, Jeff, producer no. Jeff does not feel this way about this stuff, but I mean, it the the facts are there. It's just not. It doesn't. It's not going well. It's yeah, no, dude. Like, so have you ever seen Coffeezilla? I just found him like the other day, like literally, I think Saturday or Sunday. You want Sunday? you want to know how you avoid the scam cryptos? If a YouTuber or someone famous is promoting it ignore it that that's how you avoid the scams there you go yeah so that's pretty much what this guy does is it's a whole, whole youtube channel dedicated to just breaking down the youtube uh 
scammer, I guess, you know, we're not going to call them scammers, but we're going to say, uh, blockchain using individuals that promote these type of things. And, you know, I just don't want to hear my video game company is doing this crap. Like if they're doing it individually, have fun, go nuts, drive yourself bankrupt on your own. Don't take your company down with you. Especially not one that has such a storied past. I am shocked that the Square Enix executives even allowed it. Could you like, imagine? Could you imagine in the Square Enix boardroom? Like, so I gonna paint a picture for you. It's they're in the Square Enix boardroom, and like the president of Square Enix is being held back by all the executives, and he's like reaching for his phone. But the blockchain, the blockchain, and the executives are just trying to keep him at bay. Probably. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, so continuing on with this, um, Matsuda argued that the lessons learned and likely regulation to come could benefit the growth of the blockchain field and its plans to develop games based on the technology. He said, in terms of new business domains, we remained or we named three focused investment fields under our under our medium term business plan, the exec wrote. Among those we are focused most on blockchain entertainment, to which we have devoted aggressive investment and business development efforts. Looking externally, I think it's fair to say that blockchain gained significant recognition as a field in 2022, as evidenced by Web 3.0 becoming a firmly established buzzword among business people. You know, and then he goes on to just talk about how there was a lot of negative reaction to crypto and the NFTs market. And uh, he basically says, oh, it'll be great. It'll be fine. (laughs) It'll be fine. Don't worry. The amount of scams I've seen just in these past 48 hours, I binge watched this dude's YouTube channel. And it is just, just, oh my God. I'm like, I am, I was never like a fan of it to begin with, but then after finding this channel, I'm even more not a fan of it. And I'm just like, like I hear that and I cringe. I'm just like, I'm like, you know what? You know what I like? I like cash. I like credit. That's it. Yeah. Cash money is the way to go. Cash and credit. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, teach their own. You know, it is what it is. If you do it, if you do it and you like it and you're you're fine with it, have at it. Live your life. Live your best life, boo boo. Don't let yeah. anyone stop you. Right. The whole point of life is to be happy. So if you're happy, you know, cool. Yeah. Good for you. Um all right. So that is the news headlines for the week. Uh again, not really a lot of substance, just kind of a lot of looking to the future. We'll see what happens. Um, Square Enix really looking to the future, and I'm using air quotes here. <laughs> Yee. Um. Anyways, on with the show. There are uh, game releases. There are no new game releases again this week. Again, it's the holidays. There's not. There's just. There's nothing out. It's January. It's the first week of January. We will have stuff coming up, but this week there is nothing. But. There may be nothing coming out this week for us. But now it's time for the topic of the show, which is 2023 preview. Now, before we get into this, just some things to note. 
number one, we do not know pretty much anything coming out in the second half of the year. Well, that's not true. We have some games without release dates that might come out in the second half of the year. But it's January 2nd, and there's probably a lot of things, especially on the Nintendo front, that have not been announced yet. Yeah, uh, I was looking at that. I was like, damn, there's no Nintendo games in here. There is in the first half, but there's nothing in the second half, or at least yeah. other games, um, release dates. But let's get into it. We're going to run through some stuff. We have anything we want to talk about, we can, but let's get into it. So starting off this month in January, we're going to be seeing uh, Persona 3 and 4 ports coming to consoles, current-gen consoles, and I believe PC as well. Um, these are all coming to Game Pass as well. Very excited to play these. I don't know if I'm going to get to them, <laughs> to be honest. But, I mean, I want to play Persona 5 Royale. I would, I would play if... So here's... Yeah. The quality of life jump in four to five is really staggering so i recommend that you start start where you want to start but do not go backwards oh man see that's crazy because i really want to i really want to play five royale as like as much as or as quickly as i can when i get to it but i'm not going to want to not play three and four possibly but again yeah, there the are a lot quality of, of life is cranked up so basically like the little annoyances you'll have with five you're probably gonna have huge annoyances with three and four especially three okay well, well so see. i'd start three and go forward honestly it has nothing none of them have anything to do with each other they're all based off of the shimigami tensei series right so like that's and i only know this because uh the wifey played five and then i was like oh these monsters are cool and then i found shimigami tensei which is just basically the digimon version of it but also digimon is also shimigami tensei so anyway Oops, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying anyway, I got I got distracted there. I'm like, wait a minute, but there's no, it's okay. <laughs> we're here, we're we're talking about them. It's all right. Um January 13th, we see the release of One Piece Odyssey. Uh that's something that One Piece fans seem very excited for. Me myself, I don't really care for One Piece. Not again, yeah, not, I might know that. not everything on this list is even something I'm hundred percent looking forward to, but it is a everything on this list that I've compiled is something that seems somewhat high profile that gamers based off what i look at seem excited for um are you are you going to be picking up one piece odyssey i gotta so with okay so with anime games mm -hmm. you gotta be careful mm -hmm. like unless they're like a fighter a stock fighter you generally you're you're all over the place um i'm hoping it's good i'm this is one of those ones where i'm gonna wait and see and like also anime games don't hold their value they drop off real quick but odyssey looks really good see that's and i want it to be see that's where i'm at with it where i i respect it i think it looks really good actually based off what i've seen however i'm not watching 1300 episodes of one piece to play this game Sure, it's a standalone story. Is it? But like, the characters aren't involved at all. There's no missing out at all. I mean, you pretty much catch their drips. Right? Is it? Is a new RPG developed by? Oh, yeah. Listen, as oh, a uh, One Piece uh, super fan, I actually have a straw hat right here next to me. Really, they're just you. Just a group of pirate. It's a it's a, a group of uh, pirates. They're all friends on the same ship. Like you really don't need to know much more than whatever story is being told at the moment. You know what I mean? They're just it's there. It's the crew. You know. 
anything, it might get you into the. Uh, if you get into it, read the manga. Don't watch the anime. Oh yeah, the anime oh, yeah. drags. Read well, the manga. Thirteen hundred episodes of it, isn't there? Well, yeah, and it's also it's like Dragon Ball Zified, where they scream for ten minutes, mm. kind of type stuff, and they like. There was oh we we this ain't an anime podcast. We ain't gonna get into that. No, no, but, no. <laughs> yeah. So for Odyssey, also I did not know this, and I just found this out. It is a RPG being developed by the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl team. Really, that's them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, wait. I just clicked. I'm on the same article you are, and I clicked on it, and I scrolled down, and I saw it, and I was like, what? Hold up. This might. I might. I might get it because I want to get into One Piece. It looks really good. It's an RPG. I like. I like Luffy. You know, I I don't. It kind of. I really don't know. I don't know. I I I'm I'm very. I could go either way on it. Uh, hopes are high. I want it to be a good game because there aren't too many good anime games that are like anime to game versus game to anime. Right. Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out in eleven days. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. That might be a. That might be a. I might cop that. I might be. Yeah, we'll see what happens. PC um, Moving on, uh, January twentieth. Uh, this is the first game of the year that I'm super excited for. Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, I am a huge Fire Emblem fan. Love the series. Um, just really excited for this one and they seem like they're bringing back some legacy characters in the game which is always cool to see i i I tried to not see much of what they've shown of it because it's one of like i just i know i'm gonna get it i know i'm gonna enjoy it i kind of want to go into it with fresh eyes um and my love for fire emblem while it is there it's not on the level of like say a zelda so i can force myself to kind of put off on watching it but i'm i'm very excited for fire emblem engage so there's there's one on this list. So yeah, I'm not a Fire Emblem guy at all. I even have three houses, and I never touched it. That's the one with Byleth and the the yellow, the red, and the blue, right? Yeah, that's three houses. Yeah, I've never even touched it. Like I don't it's even think I've ever. It's never even touched my port. Such a great game, man. I I, I love the Fire Emblem series. It it's been such a strong franchise, uh, and honestly, I'm really glad that it kind of picked up with Awakening back on the 3DS. Because this was a franchise that Marth and Roy and Smash Brothers kind of carried here in North America. The yep. GBA games are fucking incredible. I, I like I remember I'll never forget my first time playing a Fire Emblem game where it was just like you know, playing Smash Brothers Melee and playing I'm like, who the hell are Marth and Roy? Like I really like these guys, but I have no idea what they're from. And it's like Fire Emblem. And I'm like, Fire Emblem? What the hell is Fire Emblem? Never heard of Fire Emblem before. What's an emblem? How do I light it on fire? You know, and then I played the original GBA game, and I was just like, holy shit, this game is incredible. <laughs> like, that game, like, I think that game is literally, it spawned my love of the genre, of the, of the tactics strategy genre. Um, and I've just been a fan of the franchise ever since. And, yeah, I mean, they, I love each one, even the ones that don't kind of hit mainstream very well, like all the newer ones, um, like the 3DS one, um... Fates. I feel like a lot of people didn't like Fates. I loved Fates, but um, um, yeah, I'm really excited for Fire Emblem Engage. A few days yeah. later on... Oops, sorry. God, I was going to say, no, that's good. Gotcha. 
few days later on January 25th, we are getting uh, the PlayStation exclusive Forspoken. Um, this is coming to PS5 exclusively, as I said. Uh, I am very... I'm very wary about this game because I don't know. I like a lot of people think it's the marketing of the game. I just don't know how I feel about it. I don't think it's 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 not really catching my attention completely. But I mean, there it does seem like it might be decent. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. That's that's that. I'm probably not gonna get it, even if it's good. Like realist, I'm I'm just like nah. Like right. it, it ain't my that I don't know. I'm just like, meh. But, uh, so there's one on January 20th I want to talk about. Okay. Monster Hunter Rise comes out. Oh, see, I was going to skip over it because I knew you were going to get upset. <laughs> oh, yes, I want to get upset. Oh, um, go for it, then. Yeah, go, do, yeah, do it, man. No, PlayStation 5, Xbox, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Hey, yo, Capcom, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Why am I stuck on the goddamn Wii or the Switch? Bro, like if if the only I've I've spun this in my head. The only reason I'm excited for this is I will give them until the next update. Actually, I might not even give them that much time. If they don't announce it at like the next thing, I'm going to lose my mind and I'm going to buy it for PC again at the cheapest possible way I can. Cause I am so tired of playing alone and it is just, I am stuck on switch Island by myself. Everybody went to PC and I'm just like, bro, you're bringing in more people. Okay. What is the point of you putting it on all these consoles? If we're all stuck on our own ass little islands announce cross play already. If they announce cross play, amazing do it it's it's four people in a lobby put the little controller symbol next to their name that shows what console they're on we're done everyone can play together oh my god you made an amazing product for everybody like i'm tired of them selling the same game for every single console also this wasn't even supposed to leave the switch like it was supposed to be the switch exclusive that stays on the switch because up until now monster hunter would always make one that goes on both and one that goes on switch and stays on switch and it's trapped on switch forever well forrest as you know any nintendo historian will tell you that that type of shit does not stay on nintendo consoles you look at resident evil 4 was supposed to be exclusive to to gamecube and it's on literally everything that's come out since the gamecube what's up what's up tj tj's coming in saying what's popping what's the topic for today we are previewing 2023 the year in gaming uh and you're catching us pretty early so we're still in january uh, we were talking about uh one piece odyssey fire emblem engage forspoken uh forest wanted to bring up that monster hunter rise is coming to other consoles uh including game pass Got it. i'm just that guy man it's game pass it's come to game pass, Bye, oh, game pass. If, like and that's another thing like i i have this nightmare scenario and it, it kind of actually makes sense where they're gonna announce crossplay for Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and not for Switch, and I'm gonna lose it. Oh no, that would be that. That would be great, but it would be kind of great to see. It'd be hilarious. I would literally just like. I would. I don't even know. I think I would just like never trust Capcom again. 
like until June. Um, but we'll get into that when we hit June. But yeah, like, oh my goodness, I I am not okay if that is what happens. Like, I'm I'm gonna be on my island forever. I could just see us doing a podcast in three, you know, this the the game room podcast in like three weeks, and you're just gonna be like, I'm gonna be like the next topic of uh, on the head news headlines <laughs> monster hunter rise crossplay announced and you're like yay and i'm like it's only xbox and playstation and you're just like no oh man uh, <laughs> anyways um tj saying did Mon- did capcom say monster hunter rise would never go to other consoles uh, forrest did they ever say straight they up didn't that they weren't? Say it, but like it's they never said it but it was implied because the Nintendo exclusive one is usually Nintendo exclusive. Like, what is it? Generations 3U is like Wii U exclusive. So it got ported to the Switch because it was at the end of the Wii U's life cycle. Okay. So, and that's as far as that ever got. And it's not on anything else. And then World is on... World is on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. That... That makes sense, but they all came out at the same time. Right. Or PC maybe later. But still, it was only like three months behind, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And then the Switch one, and then like as soon as Sunbreak was announced, or right before, they're like, the the marketing too pissed me off, because they're like, oh, do it again. Do everything you did on the Switch again, but in, in 4K. And I'm like, you can 4K this right up your ass. <laughs> like, Forrest, Forrest is upset as hell on this. Dude, I, I am stuck on an island. I just want to hunt with people, man. I'm really good at it. See, when it comes to gaming, I don't like being stuck on islands. That's why I just buy everything. <laughs> All the consoles. I have a gaming laptop. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to be left out. I, have re- I get really bad FOMO in gaming. Um, I'm, I'm experiencing FOMO at first. I'll literally go into, like, people i'm acquaintances with mm. via stream like other streamers and i'll be like oh my god you're playing monster hunter let's go and then it's like wait a minute what system are you on they're like pc and i'm just like no <laughs> no one plays on the switch anymore well it seems like the feud between tj and forrest is gonna have to continue over from last week uh tj says the reason why that was exclusive to the wii u was because the teams had trouble developing for the next gen consoles the wii u was easier so they chose that dot 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 it's not an exclusive <laughs> oh, boy all uh, right anyways let, let's move on let's move on let's move on uh, we'll, we'll talk more about monster hunter rise when it comes out you know you know forrest if you wanted to you could always uh get get one of the new releases and maybe review it here on the podcast if there's any changes probably not changes but you know there's really gonna be no changes <laughs> probably not you can, you can give us a thumbs it's up exact same game it is one for one the exact same game We'll see just what happens. Less, just with less uh, amiibo support. <laughs> that is the only difference. Uh, I even have the amiibo, man. <laughs> uh, TJ says, as for Rise, it makes sense. Everyone who would have bought it on the Switch has gotten it. It's not a Nintendo IP, so it makes sense. Unless Nintendo paid for it. Which, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Who knows? Anyways. Well, I don't we'll like, that. I don't like it. Well, you know, that's life. Uh, yeah. January 26th. Not a game... But we will be seeing the release of the PS5 DualSense Edge. This is basically the PS5 equivalent of the Xbox Elite Series 2 controller. 
Um, very hefty controller. If it's anything like the Xbox version, um, expected to be a very high quality product. I believe it's priced at like 150, like the series controller. So you know, just something to keep an eye out for if you're a hardcore PlayStation gamer. Th- those controllers are nice. They're usually very high quality. So I, I would I would assume it's a good controller for you know PlayStation diehards. January 27th, our last release for January, the remake of the original Dead Space game, um, which producer Jeff has been playing some B-roll for us. Um, I, I'm, I want to play this. I, you know, I, I didn't get to play the original Dead Space or the original trilogy for that matter, um, but it, my, uh, my backlog is paid off because I'm going to play the new one whenever I get around to it. No, it's one of those games I can't play because it's too spoopy. Too spoopy. Yeah, shit grabs your legs. That's like one of my big red flags for horror games. If something like grabs you unexpectedly, especially like in a from a compromising position, I'm done. I'm just like done. There was like I played it. I played it before one time, and there's a there's a stomping mechanic in it. You stomp, and that's how you're supposed to get the ground ones off you. I got to a point where I stopped walking, and I only stomped. Hmm. I'd only move via stomp. So, because I was scared of getting jumped. Hmm. All right, let's get right into February. Starting to pick up a little bit here. Uh, on February 10th, the highly anticipated Hogwarts Legacy releases on current gen platforms. Uh, the previous gen platforms were pushed back to later in the year, but we're just going to highlight it here on February 10th for the PS5, Xbox Series, and PC users. Um, super uh, highly anticipated game for fans of the franchise um a lot of the gameplay that i've seen just looks phenomenal it looks like a really well-made game and probably this is going to be one that i end up playing at some point in the year i'm not a, i'm not a big harry potter guy well i like harry potter the wife really loves harry potter but i i like harry potter it's a good series it, there's 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 a lot of good stuff there producer jeff runs some b-roll right now of hogwarts legacy and again this game just seems like super ambitious and uh you know producer jeff and i and we took the wives to franklin institute this past uh last summer and shut off the hogwarts um exhibit very awesome stuff there but yeah i'm really excited for this game tj says it looks dope he's going to be getting this it looks like elden ring it kind of does, but I, again, like this, I, I've seen like a lot of gameplay of like going into like the house dorms and just other like other other little things, and I'm I'm very intrigued to play this game. Um, but you know, yeah, this is a game I yeah, probably would go that. So if I could, if okay, so here's the thing: a game can flip me if it has customization. Uh, I believe there may be producer Jeff. Can you do? Can we? Can we get a? Can we? Can we get a Google search here? Like, how much is there customization? Poggy woggy. I thought he said Poggy Ward. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, what was the question? The question was for Hogwarts Legacy. Can we get a Google search going to see if there how much customization? If there's any customization in the game, like for your character? There or- is a full customization for your character starting at the beginning of the game. You fully customize your character. There you go. Thank you, producer Jeff. There you go, Forrest. Oh yeah, I can't wait for this. <laughs> I'm all over this one. Bro, I'm about to turn this into magic, into magic muscle, muscle. <laughs> but yeah, even watching this B-roll, I have not seen, I have not seen this spe- the, this specific bit of gameplay. This world looks crazy good. Very uh, exciting. 
If I can, as a World of Warcraft player, I can say I am absolutely pleased with the way that this world looks and flying on this. Uh, what is this? A Griffin? Yeah. It looks My like God, it. this is amazing. <laughs> I'm. I cannot wait. Anyways, yeah. Yes. All right. Moving on. On February seventeenth, uh, Wild Heart will be releasing. This game seems to be creating a lot of buzz. It seems like a Monster Hunter cross like Sekiro kind kind of game. Not really for me, but again, it you know. Yeah, Wild Hearts is actually on my radar. Okay. I, this is another one. I need. It's Koei Tecmo, so I'm kind of like, uh, not not that there's anything wrong with Koei Tecmo. More so that I'm just. I don't know if they're gonna do if it's like Neo two, I'm out. If it's like Neo, I'm also out. But if it sits more in the camp of Elden Ring's kind of forgiveness and not overly complicated like Neo, I'd be down. I just don't want another Dark Souls. I don't want Dark Souls Monster Hunter. That sounds like. Actually, you know what? That sounds like a good time. Okay, maybe you know what? I just rescind everything. I'm, you know, maybe I might get Wild Hearts. All right. Well, there you go. You have it here. You heard it here, folks. Uh, first, folks. Um, <laughs> uh, the few days later, on February twenty first, Atomic Hearts will be releasing. Uh, I'm really interested in this game. This looks kind of like the best way I would describe it to someone who doesn't know what it is. It looks like Bioshock in Russia. Um, I'm very excited for this game. Um. The trailers are pretty, pretty interesting, pretty, pretty uh, out there. I think I'm just, I'm really into it. It looks good. The next day on February 22nd, we will see the release of PSVR 2, uh, PlayStation 5's VR system. Um, and along with it, we are going to see a bunch of games, but the ones that I noted here. Uh, Resident Evil Village will be getting a VR version, and then the big release is Horizon Call of the Mountain, a completely VR experience in the Horizon franchise. Force, I don't want to shell out $500 for a PSVR 2 headset, but I really, really want to get a PSVR 2. Um, yeah, I'm not a VR guy. I've never, I've never actually got to do it, ever. I tried it once. I was at PAX one year. Um, it was the year I went as as media, and this is a few years back. So this is like kind of <laughs> way outdated. But I got to try out a VR experience. It was a demo that a game developer was was doing. It was like walking through a museum, um, and I like I just haven't gotten really to try it again since. But I really just want to. I want to get back into you know. I want to try. It. I think VR, it is a gimmick, but I think it's a fun gimmick. Um, yeah. So it's a, I, just OG. VR tech. Yeah, it's it was a from oh god like 2012, 2013. Yeah, yeah it'd be that yeah, it was one of those two years. It's either 2012 or 2013. Because yeah. I actually remember this. I remember yeah. you going to the packs. Yeah. Um just I'm interested, but man, that five hundred dollar price tag, and then you have to buy the games. Yeah, that I was like, that's just a, that's you're essentially paying for another console. Yeah, you're paying for a console to plug into your console, like yo dog exhibit in here <laughs> yo dog we we heard you like console so we put a console on your console so you can console um with your console tj says sony should have enabled crossplay with, with pc for vr to grow sony needs to allow this i think they will in the future 
Possibly. I feel like Sony, again, Sony tries to keep to themselves. They want to be in their own little bubble if they could help it. So, I mean, I would actually argue that I think they would not do that. Even if it ends up spiting themselves, I could see them just straight up saying, no, we're not going to do it. But, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. But I am excited for PSVR 2, and it's something that's going to be on my radar until I end up fucking shoveling $500 into a fucking pit for this thing. Wait for wait for it to get a game you want to play. That's... Well, I really I do want to play Horizon. That's the thing. I, I love I I, you know, I fell in love with the Horizon franchise this past year, and, and I do want to get into it. I definitely wouldn't argue with getting Resident Evil Village and playing that on PSVR. That sounds insane. Like you a can nightmare. Do... <laughs> <laughs> like a nightmare. Um, you're like this sounds amazing. I'm like, oh god, no. <laughs> oh god, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued. PSVR two is something I definitely have, um, my eyes on, but it's $500. <laughs> it's too expensive. Um, a few so days get later, a, get a, get a developer's copy, get a review copy. Yeah. That's, that's the send trick, them, right? Send them this podcast link and get a review copy. All right. Exactly. They're going to turn it on and hear you screaming about monster hunter. Right. <laughs> oh, maybe not. <laughs> Oh, um, no, put that out. Just put this part in. Right, cut it, cut it. Cut um, it. February twenty fourth. Uh, few games. One that I'm really excited for. Uh, the first one is Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Uh, that's coming to Switch, obviously, and then coming to Switch and PS five. Octopath Traveler two. Um, so I played Octopath Traveler the first one last year. Um. It is a game that consumed me for about three and a half weeks. I fucking love Octopath Traveler, and I was so hype at the last Nintendo Direct when they announced this game. This is a this is a hype one for me. I'm very very excited to play Octopath Traveler too. Just a gorgeous art style, um, great game, awesome storytelling that always like intertwines with each other. The characters sign me up. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, I never played the first one. It's really good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a pixel RPG man. I know. I am. <laughs> I know you are. That I missed that whole boat. You know, because I was stuck yeah. on Sega as a kid. Yeah, that's that's true. That's fair. Sega didn't have too much of that. <laughs> Producer <laughs> Jeff watching his. Producer Jeff still on the Hogwarts. Pro- you can customize your voice. This is crazy. I can't wait. Producer Jeff, I think, well, number one, I think you should buy a PS5 when this game comes out. Um, I think Producer Jeff, or an Xbox Series X. Producer Jeff, I think maybe you can review this game for us. I think I might, because okay. I am... But the, the catch to it, Producer Jeff, is that you have to have, be playing on a current-gen console. Your PS4 is not going to cut it. <laughs> like, look, that dude just made himself... <laughs> start saving your money. Start, start saving your money, What do I want to do? Anyways, Anyways, uh, February 28th, Destiny 2, the Lightfall expansion comes out for the Destiny players. You know, good for them. Oh, actually, one of, my, one of my games is on here that you skipped. Oh, go I ahead. I think go it's a remake. It. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Digimon World about? Next Order. What was it called? Digimon World Next Order. Oh, February yeah, that is coming Yeah, that's, that's that. I don't know if you remember it. Like, do you remember Digimon on the PlayStation where you would have the Digimon with you and then like it would follow you around and then if it pooped too much it would turn into poop so i never played a digimon video game 
Really? I've never played a, a Digimon video game. I've watched the show and I've joined it. I've enjoyed the show growing up, but I've never, I never played a single Digimon video game. At least that, not that I remember. How far into the show did you get? What? How far into the show did you get? Like, what, what season did you stop watching? Oh, um, season four, I think, is the furthest I'd saw. Okay, so four would be the when it uh, turned into Digimon. Uh, what is it called? Oh man, we're we're That's we're trying. Crazy. Um, when he makes his own, when he wants his his own Digimon, Ty. He's like, he's like, I have my own Digimon. He draws it up on the card and he finds the Digi device and he and he creates his own Digimon. That's the one that that's my favorite season, and it's also the last one I saw. Okay, no, that's the best season. That's Tamers. Yeah, it's very good. Tamers is the best one, but yeah, so this is essentially like Tamers, like but as a game. Okay, and. Uh, I, though I do think you go to the digital world and you have to like basically like as you solve issues like you make your town better and stuff. It's like kind of you know I I got that's one of my ones that's I, it's not my most anticipated but like I'm I'm keeping an eye on it very strong eye on it. So for for those that because I believe I did not mention it at the end of this list we uh, Forrest and I and I believe Jeff is also going to be partaking in this. Uh, we are going to be revealing our top five most anticipated games coming out this year that we know about. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. I, f- I feel like I didn't say that at the beginning, but that was what Forrest was referring to when he says his list. Um, and also, like I said, the list that I compiled is not a complete list. There are, are other games. I just, you know, didn't want to be here for five hours. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't think producer Jeff wants to be here for five hours either. Um, we got 45 minutes. Let's go. Moving on to March. <laughs> we have The Last of Us Part 1. Uh, it's getting a PC port on March 3rd. Uh, just going to keep on rolling along. Wolong Fallen Dynasty comes out in March as well. Um, this is coming from the team at Team Ninja. Seems like kind of like a Souls-like game. Again, a lot of buzz around it, so figured I would include it on the list. Oh. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, moving along uh, on March 9th, Skull and Bones is finally coming out after Jesus Christ, so many delays and, and you know, trailers and development hell articles. This is the game that's basically the part, the sailing part of Assassin's Creed Black Flag finally coming out. Um, Sheesh. Not- I, I I'm not super interested in this game. I feel like this game is a dead on arrival kind of game, but again, it, it has garnered some discussion. So it is on this list. Um, I, this just reeks of a game. that's not going to be a good game, but I could be wrong. I'm usually not though. So we'll see. It's on stadia. That's weird. Yeah. Stadia ends in like two weeks. So it's definitely oh. not going to stadia. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not accurate. Um, Let's see. And then the end of March is where the bangers start coming for March. March 17th, two big games that I'm really excited for. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, and Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. These both come out on March 17th. Very, very likely I'm going to be picking both up at that point. Um, I'm very excited for both. Uh, I love Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, it was just such a like an excellent game to come out of EA, and just this, it looked great. It's a great Star Wars game. Some of the challenges are pretty rough, but I mean that's just that it's just that kind of game. Um, and then yeah, Bayonetta Origins I know nothing about. 
because I haven't played Bayonetta 3 yet, but I really want to play Bayonetta 3. I have it. I just haven't played it. Um, so I don't really have anything to say about that, but it's really awesome that they're making a Bayonetta origin story that's not going to play like other Bayonettas. So <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. Hmm. <laughs> um, and, then follow, and then the following uh, week, March 24th, Resident Evil 4 Remake releases. And again, this is just another game that I'm pretty excited about. Um, probably talk about it in a little bit. Um, but yeah. A lot of people are going to be on that game. That's going to be like the game of the month, honestly. I, I Well, see, that's the thing. I, I think that it's a really a stacked month. I, I know. I know. It, and it just, it's just, it's a really stacked year in general. And like you say, Resident Evil 4 Remake might be the hottest game. But man, a Jedi Survivor is is right there. And it's so, just so that's uh, so here's here's where i think so i know jedi survivors right there but i think resident evil 4 is gonna do better because it's a remake of probably the most popular resident evil game it's a fair assumption and, but yeah i and also like it, it's, it's also just like it you're gonna that's all you're gonna hear about for the rest of the month like you're gonna hear about survive and then like whatever issues are wrong with it and then you're gonna hear remake four is amazing so i would also argue devil's advocate because i don't i don't really feel one way strongly or the other um i would argue that the ip alone of star wars and the fact that this is a sequel to a very successful game um in jedi fallen order i think that those two things could attribute this to being the big release that month um and you know what this it might end up being a um a segment here on the show this year where we're talking about and discussing what is the biggest game this month um and and tj in the chat saying that the map in jedi fallen order is terrible completely horrible um it, it yeah it was a bad map the map is definitely the weak spot of the game but man gameplay wise and graphic you know graphically and in the lore of the franchise, just such a such an excellent game. Um, but I mean, I guess I guess we'll see. Okay, into April. Right now, there's not a lot going in April. Um, on April 14th, we're gonna get the Mega Man Battle Network Collection on Switch and Yay. PlayStation 4. I'm really excited for this because yeah. I've played these games, but I've never beaten any of them because I never you owned them. We did, but I never beat them. Like I was always playing somebody's copy when hanging out with somebody. I never like sat down and like played these games. So I'm gonna be picking up this collection. Um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about getting this as well, just for the nostalgia trip of just yeah. sitting in that dank ass lunchroom, fucking dodging like the the the, the thing with the hat, just trying mm-hmm. to shoot me. And then I'm like, they're like, hey, what's your? Can I have your second soda? And I'm like, what? And then I die. Yeah, I can't wait for that nostalgia. <laughs> Uh, real quick, TJ said, uh, Resident Evil 4 sold 10 million plus, I believe. Fallen Order also sold 10 million plus. Don't know how remakes do comparison to their initial titles. Yeah, we'll see. It's an HD um, remake, so it's probably going to do really well. Probably. But, I mean, again, we'll 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 talk a little bit later about it. Um, also that month, April 19th, Horizon Forbidden West, the Burning Shores expansion comes out. Um... And then April 28th, Dead Island 2 finally releases. This is another game that was in development hell for a long time. Switch developers once or even twice, I believe. And But no, Dead Island 2 finally coming out on April 28th. 
And then we get to the month of May, Forrest. The beautiful, beautiful month of May. Uh, on May 12th, we get the release, finally, of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, we'll talk about this later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then following uh, May 26th, a few weeks later, we get Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Really excited for this game. This is the, you know, Rocksteady finally putting out another game since Arkham Knight. Um, these guys are just... Rocksteady is such an excellent developer, and what I've seen of this game just looks awesome, and I, I just hope that I'm done Zelda by the time it comes out. <laughs> so Right? We'll see. I probably will be. I mean, uh, the 12th to the 26th, that's a good two weeks. I think I, think I could knock that out. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Um, any thoughts on um on Suicide Squad, or should I keep going? I this is a game that I need to see. I need to see. It's definitely like I'm curious. Like, so you're not gonna like this, but I am not getting the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I did not. I've yet to play Breath of the Wild, even. <laughs> oh what what well you know what did you not know that i did not know you didn't play breath of the wild <laughs> okay so here's the thing right like as a zelda fan and dev and i we, we argue about this all the time it, it's fucking crazy as a zelda fan as a, as a person that to his core loves the legend of zelda it's my favorite game franchise of all time you actually got me this shirt for christmas a few years back i don't know if you remember that it's like i think it's like five or six years ago you got this for me um don't don't remember yeah it's a good shirt um but like i I love legend zelda and like if you ask me to name my top 10 games of all time like four of them are zelda games five of them are zelda games it's just that's just me um breath of the wild is a excellent 10 out of 10 video game however uh it's not it it, for me it's just it's not a top echelon of zelda games i think that there's something that zelda games do that's just makes them special and it's not just about the exploration it's not just about the gameplay it's just i i can't explain it dev and i have argued about it a lot of times i almost say like the word i look for is soul like when i play a zelda game like ocarina or twilight princess or majora's mask wind waker most of the games zelda franchise they're, they just have a certain vibe to them that Breath of the Wild does not give me. Um, I still love Breath of the Wild. I still think it's a 10 out of 10 game. Um, and I'm really, really optimistic with Tears of the Kingdom. A lot of what I see looks a lot more interesting and better than Breath of the Wild. So if they can take a 10 out of 10 video game and make me feel like I'm playing a Zelda game again in terms of just the the vibe, I, you know, I'm down for it. Um Maybe someday I can go a little bit more into detail about my issues with Breath of the Wild and, you know, kind of lay it out. But we're not here to do that today. But regardless, you should play Breath of the Wild. It is a excellent video game. No, no, I don't think I will. Well, that's that's your loss. You're literally literally just making your life worse. So, I mean, I can't help everybody. I don't got time like that. I'll be too busy uh, figuring out if I want to buy Atomic Hearts. Anyways. Wild hearts. There's too many hearts. <laughs> too many hearts. Um, just like in Zelda. Anyway. 
June, uh, on June 2nd, we get Street Fighter VI. Um, two, th- two thoughts for this. Number one, please change your box art. It looks like shit. Number I, two... I need to see this. Hold on. You, you haven't seen the box art? No, I, I keep I, hearing about it. I don't like the box art. I think the box art is just dumb. Anyways, um, while you're looking that up, box art, change the box art. Number two, this was shown off at the Game Awards, as was Tekken. Bro, why uh, is that just me on the cover? <laughs> why am I on the cover? Anyways. <sighs> Tekken looks better. I think the new Tekken looks better than Street Fighter. In terms of the gameplay. I, I just think it looks better. Um, but, you know, people are going to be excited for it, and good for them. I hope, I hope the game's great. I hope people love it. But, two days later, there is a game that I'm more excited for that comes out on June 4th, Diablo 4. Very excited for Diablo 4. Um, this is a game that I think Dev and I are probably going to end up playing. He's really into Diablo. Me as well. And you as well. It's coming to Game Pass, so I'm going to play it on Game Pass. Um, it's cross-platform. <gasps> oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we'll end up playing it. Uh, Producer Jeff pulls up the Street Fighter VI uh cover art yeah i mean it 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 i don't i just don't like it like it yeah, just me i don't know what you guys are talking about like no like you look great but like why would you be on the cover of street fighter you're not even in street fighter well apparently now you are i'm gonna put myself in street fighter <laughs> that's why i don't want it um anyways so yeah diablo 4 looks great really excited for that and then lastly in june 22nd on june 22nd Final Fantasy 16 comes to PlayStation consoles exclusively because they paid for the exclusive, uh, the exclusive, the exclusivity of it. Finally, my reason to have a PlayStation 5 is validated. TJ saying Diablo 4 on Game Pass. No, it's not. It's coming to Game Pass. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, producer Jeff, please please look into this. Because they showed it off at the Xbox Showcase last year, like the E3 one. I could have sworn they said it was coming to Game Pass. Again, not 100%, but I, I feel pretty confident in that. We'll see. While producer Jeff... Oh, go ahead. While, while I looked this up here, it says there are currently no plans for Diablo 4 to appear on the Game Pass... I think you might have been confused when they revealed the price of their battle pass. Why did they say that something was coming to? There's going to be a battle pass like in Fortnite, hmm. and I every could... other game now, I guess. Wait for fourteen? I mean sixteen? No, no, no. For for um Diablo Four. Diablo Four. Oh, huh, okay. interesting. Ew. I'm having some Mandela effect because I, I, I'm for some reason remembering. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's because they were talking about their battle pass, and I just care so little about battle pass. I misheard it. That's possible. Oh well. Regardless, I'm probably gonna be picking up Diablo Four. Looks great. Um. And, oh yeah. You know. Maybe that's what I heard. TJ. Maybe by then. I mean, they expect the deal to go through June. So I mean, if it if the deal goes through in June. For all intents and purposes, this could be coming to Game Pass by then. Yo, but, did you, know. you see? Hold up, did you see the uh, alternative Street Fighter uh, box art for PS4? No. no. Holy crap! Is it good? Yes, it's insane. Oh, can you send it to producer Jeff so he can put it on screen for us? Yeah, I'll send uh, this. Uh, copy. Oh shit! Wait, how am I? Gonna send it? I'll send it through Discord. 
Meanwhile, while that's going down, uh, yeah, so Final Fantasy 16 comes out on June 22nd. I'm really excited for it. I think it looks great. Um, I did not catch, um, what was it? The last trailer, I didn't get to watch it fully. I want to sit down and watch it again. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm really excited for this. Final Fantasy is great. You know, no complaints there. So that is uh, that is it for the games that have release dates. We have, however, still quite a few games that don't have release dates to go, you know, to run through. Uh, I'm going to try to knock some of them out, and we'll see if we end up talking about any of them. Um, now, gentlemen, if 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 any of these games end up on your top five most anticipated lists, uh, just save the discourse for then, for the sake of time. So first up. Um, Coming in 2023 with no release date, AEW Fight Forever. Uh, this game has been developed for a little while, a few years, and we are expecting it hopefully in the first few months of this year. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. This game was supposed to come out last March, but got um, put on hold due to the war in Europe, you know, in Russia and Ukraine. Um I think Nintendo is being extremely weird about this. This is not on my list, but I just want to say that, like, just fucking release the game. Like, Jesus Christ, Nintendo. Like, I understand. Look, I understand that you you want you didn't want it to come out when it came out because it it came out like literally or supposed to like right after the invasion happened. So I totally understand it being a little like insensitive to wait like a month or two, bro. We are going on a fucking year, like. There is nobody that's going to look at Advance Wars Reboot Camp and, you know, anyone who matters with an opinion that matters and is going to be like, I can't believe they put out this game while Russia is invading Ukraine. So tone deaf. Like, no, nobody's nobody's going to do that. It, it's just it's ridiculous, in my opinion. Just put out the fucking game. Anyways. Alan Wake 2. Is coming out this year. Very excited for that. Uh, this will not be a game for Forrest because they've said that the second one, Alan Wake 2, is going to be a little bit more um, survival horror. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> Announced at the Game Awards, Armored Core 6, which I'm pretty excited for. That that reveal trailer at the Game Awards yeah. looked fucking dope. Yeah, I'm um, down for an Armored Core game. I've never got to play one, but I'm so down. I've played some loosely at a friend's house when I was a kid on the PlayStation 2, but I've never again sat down and like played played one. So this is one that I would probably be, you know, picking up. It looks very interesting. Next up, Arc 2 is coming out, I believe, exclusively to Xbox consoles. And don't quote me on that one. Vin Diesel's in that game. He's starring in it. Uh, I played the first one. The first arc was pretty, pretty good. So good to see a sequel for that. Pretty sure this one's coming to Game Pass. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage comes out this year. Very excited for this game. Uh, it's returning to the roots of the franchise. It's going to be a traditional Assassin's Creed, like not an RPG, more of an action adventure kind of game. And I'm very, very excited to be playing this game. Uh, let's see in the chat. TJ does not like the way AEW Fight Forever looks. Um, Producer Jeff pointing out it is super early footage that was being used there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, also for Assassin's Creed, we have Assassin's Creed Codename Jade, I believe, is supposed to be releasing in 2023. This is, ironically, a mobile game. Um, 
that is also kind of an action adventure styled Assassin's Creed game. This game looks great. <laughs> I hope that they have plans for it to come to consoles because I'm not playing it on my phone. Um, Forrest, you you excited to jump into any Assassin's Creed or should I just keep rolling? I don't know. Assassin's Creed lost its luster for me. I I would love to be told that Mirage is amazing, returns to the roots, and it's good. And then maybe I'd be down because like they lost me after like four. They really did. Like I I tried. <laughs> yes. I I think that the idea in the um the idea in the Assassin's Creed franchise you're gonna start seeing is kind of like in the sense of like how people look at 2D Zelda and 3D Zelda or, you know, how we talk about how Pokemon has different like games they can release now in the same franchise. I think we're going to start seeing that for Assassin's Creed where it's going to be, you have the big RPG Assassin's Creed and then you have the action adventure RP or action adventure Assassin's Creed. I, I think, um, I, I think it'll work out for them and I'm, I'm pretty excited for the future of Assassin's Creed at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the Ubisoft front, uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, or Frontiers on Pandora, that's a pretty big release that's coming out. Uh, people really liked the new Avatar movie. I have not seen it. I probably will not be seeing it anytime soon. Probably not be seeing um, it. What? I said I will definitely not be seeing it. <laughs> I just don't have any interest in seeing it. Like I, I think Dang. they took way too long. Like Here's the thing, right? Avatar, the first one. Gorgeous movie. Super well-made movie. Plot? kind of forgettable you know what i mean like the fact that they were like we're gonna take 20 years to make four more movies what's we'll literally back, we'll see you guys one of the great literary plot devices what is it uh man versus nature sure i get that uh, just, yeah sure and just for me it's like again great movie just nothing about it is like man i really want to see another one uh yeah. and they have four more coming so like okay sure like it's like that weird side of like sure uh also coming in 2023 Baldur's Gate 3 pretty well known franchise there getting a new game uh Banishers Ghost of Eden this was the game that was announced at the game awards from the team that made um Life is Strange this game looks awesome i'm very interested in in Ghost of Eden Company of Heroes 3 will be making uh, its release this year for the PC gamers. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, the Phantom Liberty expansion is coming out. Uh, Cyberpunk seems to be on the upswing. It seems to bounce back a little bit since it's a uh, dog shit launch a few years back. Um, I, I'm Now that the game is doing better, uh, I am looking forward to kind of getting into it. And yeah, you know, new expansion seems good. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be coming out this year. We don't have a release date, but I would assume November. But you know, yeah, late year. That's going to yeah, probably yeah. come out right before Christmas. Yeah, that's that's a big holiday release right there. Yeah. Um, Flintlock Siege of Dawn. That's coming out. That looks really good. Uh, the new Forza Motorsport is expected this year. Hellblade Two is expected this year as well. Uh, again, no solid release date for any of these games. I'm really excited for Hellblade 2. I love the first one and I'm excited to see what they come up with this time around, especially now that they have um, funding from Xbox. Mm -hmm. Hollow Knight Silk Song is coming out this year. That'll be big. 
yeah, a lot of people are really into Hollow Knight. Um, Lies of P got some attention, got some buzz this past year. It's basically Pinocchio in a Dark Souls game. Um, which, you know, I'm sure some people will really be into it. Um, we also get Like a Dragon, a Yakuza yeah. game. Uh, there's actually two games coming out this year, but I forgot the first one on my list. Um, but yeah, there's the one I have right here is Like a Dragon Gaiden. Uh, yeah, and I think Like a Dragon's the more RPG one. No, well, so I, from my understanding is they actually changed the name of the franchise. Uh, all Yakuza games are going to be called Like a Dragon moving forward. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, well so the, the, the one that came out that was an RPG was Yakuza Like a Dragon. But I guess at yeah. some point, I remember reading this a few months ago where they were like, yeah, we, we, we like the name Like a Dragon better. So we're just going to start calling all the games Like a Dragon. Okay. It's very confusing for me because I wanted to play the RPG one, but sure. <laughs> you know. Uh, also coming out in 2023, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 got a fall release window. Very excited for that game. Uh, love the first one. Love Miles Morales as well. Uh, we also have Minecraft Legends coming out next year or this year, Jesus. Um, yeah, again, that's the fourth time. I, I swear, by next week I'll I'll be good. Um, Nightingale, this this game I put on here, it seems like it was getting a lot of hype. Uh, very weird looking game. It was shown off at the Game Awards. It, it's coming to PC. It's kind of like a mix of genres for me. It looked like a survival builder exploration game it, it looks interesting i'm intrigued yeah it's like a deck builder wait nightingale drives in the realm of cards and new trailer play your hand carefully the victorian survival crafting game yes there you go that that that, that that's a pretty good way to put it from the x bioware devs yes all right uh pikmin 4 got announced and that's coming out this year i'm excited for that it's it's actually been 10 years since the last pikmin game came out so yeah i know they they really sat on this one i guess um other games coming out pragmata looks good that's coming from capcom i believe ravenlock which is the sequel to a game that came out uh called echo generation a very fucking gorgeous game kind of like a, a more retro looking style seems like it's very stranger things-esque i i haven't watched stranger things but I've heard that there's a lot of Stranger Things theming, similar theming going on there. Um, Replaced, which showed off at the Game Awards. Uh, Producer Jeff thought this game looked sick. I don't know if he remembers Replaced. Um, Gorgeous looking game. Looking forward to that one as well. Redfall is coming out this year. As we said earlier, it's rumored that it's coming out in early May. Silent Hill Ascension. This was a game that was announced. I believe they also announced the Silent Hill 2 remake as well so i think there's actually two silent hills but i don't know if two remake is coming out this year or not stalker 2 heart of chernobyl this was a game that was supposed to come out this previous year in 2022 it was delayed due to the fact that this developer is 100 percent ukrainian based in ukraine and has been dealing with the conflict over there but they are apparently still working their way through the game um i'm very excited for stalker 2 heart of chernobyl Starfield is coming out uh, within the first half of 2023. And the last game that I have on the list is The Wolf Among Us 2, a uh, hotly anticipated game for Telltale fans. Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of stuff there. I kind of felt the need to start kind of running through them because <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. All right. So let's get ready to close out the show with our top five most anticipated games coming out this year. Um, so, you know, these game, these don't have to be things that I mentioned, but, you know, mine are. Everything that I mentioned on my list, I've already mentioned. But let's get into it. Uh, Forrest, uh, you do you have any, you had some honorable mentions or at least an honorable mention yeah. one? Yeah, I mean it's very simple honorable mention. Uh, AEW, <laughs> like I I just want this game. I want to play this game. I want to see more about this game. Like I want to see somebody actually play this game and tell me if it's good or not. Like a lot of a lot of my games come down to um, like if it's if it's a game I want, it's on my radar until and then I need a review etc and so on um it's very hard for me to pick a game like i if a pokemon was on here other than legends i would be down <laughs> like well, that would be probably at the top but we don't know we don't know because we might be getting a winter direct to announce we'll probably, all the same yeah we'll probably be getting a direct in in february i would imagine and and yeah, yeah also this is just us talking about what's announced if I had to bet money, I would bet money that there's a Pokemon game coming out this year, or at least an expansion for Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, I'd be down for that too because I really enjoyed Scarlet and Violet. Like, yeah. I would like. Whereas Sword and Shield, I was just like, Ugh, and I didn't want to do the expansion this time. I'm like, okay, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, producer Jeff, did you make a top five list? Yeah. Okay. Do you have any honorable mentions you want to get into? Um, I guess my I only have one honorable mention, and it would be the Final Fantasy 16, since I try to play all the Final Fantasy games. Cool. Uh, so I gave two honorable mentions. This again, this, this is a really stacked year, and you guys both said games for your honorable mentions that I really thought about putting on this list, but there were just other games that for me beat it out. Um, but my two honorable mentions are Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Octopath Traveler Two these games are we talked about them earlier these are games that i'm just really really excited to play all right forest uh take it away what's your number five for number your most five. number five burger king foot but no um probably 16 final fantasy 16 okay. like i even if i don't play it i'm gonna watch somebody play it like I'm gonna this is this the story is going to be absorbed into my brain one way or the other whether I'm playing it or I'm watching someone play it. So I don't really you know um I want it to be good. It's done by the same person. It's Yoshi P doing the writing, I think, and he did 14. 14's phenomenal. So I'm hopefully optimistic that this is good. Um yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. All right, producer Jeff, what's your number five? All right, my number five is, let's see here, what do I have as number five? So I actually don't think I wrote them in order here. Let me take a quick look. Okay, that's fine if you don't have them in order. You know, whatever works. Yeah, my number five is going to be the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy VII was one of my favorite games of all time, so pretty interested to see where they're going with that. It looks like a... Uh, a post seven story, like a continuation of the story. Yep. Yep. Uh, did you play seven remake? The remake? No. Okay. So seven remake. I mean, I don't want to really give anything away, but seven remake doesn't end where seven ends. Okay. It 
7 Remake kind of cuts off after a certain point. Oh, okay. So you know how, like, it's kind of funny how 7 had discs? It's yeah. Kinda like, it's kind of like that, actually. Oh, um, I like that, actually. Yeah, it's like okay. that again. Yeah. It, it, yeah I love it, the four-disc sets, man. I miss that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, my number five uh, is Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, again, I, I just, I really love Fire Emblem. Really love this franchise, and I'm very excited to play it. Forest. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, this is my number four. Yeah, you're number four. <laughs> uh, Digimon Survive, uh, or Next New World, or whatever. Uh, Next New Order. <laughs> um, I'm just, like, looking at it from a streamer aspect, and the amount of, like, good content I'm going to make with that game, <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. So I'm I'm very excited for that, just for the sheer streaming aspect of it. If the game's trash, the game's trash. I more just want it just to play it on stream. Okay. Producer Jeff, what's your number four? So my number four is going to be the One Piece Odyssey game. Uh, being a massive One Piece fan, I gotta gotta put that in my top five. Excellent, excellent. All right, my number four <laughs> is Resident Evil Four Remake. Um, <laughs> I love the original Resident Evil Four, and. There are, in another year, like, this is probably, like, a number two for me, or a number one even, maybe, depending on on the year. Um, Capcom has absolutely crushed it with the new Resident Evil remakes that they've made. Um, the two remake and three make, remake were incredible games. Absolutely love them. Not afraid to say I enjoyed them more than I enjoyed the originals of both versions. Um, especially three. <laughs> Um, and man, I, as much as I love Resident Evil 4, just to get this new remake, which isn't going to, it's probably not going to be like to the letter a remake, but it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm very, very excited for Resident Evil 4 remake. Boris, you're number three. All right. Number three is going to have to be, you kind of, you kind of screwed up my list because you, you made me realize like what wild hearts might be. And now I'm just like. Well, so I'll tell you what, for if you're if you want to put Wild Hearts at your number three, do that. But then also tell us your original number three. Um, let me. I gotta get my phone. It died. So give me a second. It's, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll come back. Okay, Jeff. What's your number three? All right. So my number three is going to be the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Um, can't wait for another Legend of Zelda game. I. Listen, I don't know if you've heard this like spoken in words. It's been five years since Breath of the Wild. That's crazy to think about. I feel like it just came out. <laughs> oh, I have. I, I've I've heard that many a times. Um, yeah, I mean Zelda. That's just about how long Zelda games take. They take about five years, man. It, it it's 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 wild. It's definitely a wild thing. Um, we'll talk about Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go with uh number three is Starfield. Okay. That's the I couldn't remember it. Um, like I said, it's it's more of just it's gonna hold me over. It's another one of those games that would be fun to stream. Um, everybody's thing's gonna be different, so I'm down for that. Um, running around, it's a good stream game. Like I said, uh, I can 
like and as soon as Outer Worlds 2 come out, that thing's getting binned and I'm never touching it again. But <laughs> like I, I at least be initially fun. Well, so my number three and my number three and number two are like very close. Like it's a really close tie between these two. But uh, my number three is Starfield as well. Um, I'm just really I'm really dying to play this game. Uh, Love Fallout. Love love Bethesda's big main RPG games that they make. Yeah, they're a little buggy, but they're usually always really good regardless. Um, and, And yeah, I'm just really excited for Starfield. The wait's been been pretty killer and can't wait to play it Forrest, we're going to jump right back to you what's your number two um my number two is going to be diablo 4 okay. i'm 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 excited for it uh like i though honestly i want to like put it lower now because of the, the fucking battle pass shit that no bueno but like i like three i think three lived really well um, three was so much fun when I would play with like my wife and Devro, and we'd all be playing on the Switch or whatever. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun to do that again. Um, to get everybody together and play as a group. So that's it's more just that group playing mentality. So, yeah. CJ in the chat says Starfield's gonna be fire, and he also asks where's Baldur's Gate three. But we, I did mention Baldur's Gate three. Uh during the original preview. It, that was part of where I, when I started to kind of run through them because there was a lot of them, TJ. But yeah, I think so he's I wondering about it. why is it not in the top five of your list? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, if he's asking that, I mean, it's just not. Yeah. Same here. Uh, so for me. No. So have we got to number two yet? Yep. What's your number two, Jeff? My number two is actually Starfield. I am like super hyped for this game. I cannot wait. It's looks like it's right up my alley on the type of game I like. So yeah, it's my number two. Okay. Um, so my number two, and, and again, like, um, my, so again, I really struggle with my number three and number two, obviously number three is Starfield. Number two is this game. When I when I made this list earlier today, I legitimately stared at my phone for ten minutes because I didn't know which one of these I wanted to put where. But uh, I did give this to number two. Number two is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, uh, you know, as far as as we talked about before this podcast was a thing, uh, played Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS5 when the PS5 version came out, and just blew me away. I, I just absolutely fell in love with it. It's probably one of my favorite games of the last decade. <laughs> like I feel really strongly about it. Really just really just fucking fell in love with that game. Uh and that for me is what edges it out over Starfield, just the fact that it's an established you know, an established series where I kind of want to see where we go from here with the characters and while I do have an idea based off the original game, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh Forrest, what is your number 1? This is going to be kind of a hot take, but it's going to have to be Street Fighter 6 because it is a fighting game that I can create characters in. And that is... Customization means a lot to you. That is my, like, bread and butter. Fighting games where I can make shit, that that is the golden game for me. No matter what, and it and and it's also I'll be honest, it's just a holdover until I get seven. As soon as I get Soul Calibur seven, 
it's hmm. it, it's also going in the bin. Like, I'm not a Street Fighter guy. I suck at Street Fighter. I don't know the combos. I don't know anything. I'm actually kind of excited to learn some of it because I'm kind of going after a new game that I'm actually trash at. Um, so I'm excited for that aspect of it. I'm going to learn a little bit because, you know, I at least want my creative character to be, to be good. Um, and then also, like, they kind of have that RPG story mode. And I love RPGs in fighting games, which is going to sound weird, but, like, I do like them. So I'm excited for that mode. What is it? World Tour mode or something? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited for World Tour mode. And just to be able to make... And you can... It really looks like you can break the engine with the creations that they saw from the beta. So mm -hmm. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Uh, TJ in the chat saying, Starfield, this is number one. He creates content, so most of his stuff will be around it too. TJ, drop your um your your stuff in the Discord so we can check it out. Um, TJ said, this could possibly be the best-selling Street Fighter game. It has a story mode for the casuals, creator mode, adventure mode, has content, a lot of content compared to the past. It's not on TJ's list, but it will be huge for Capcom. I completely agree with that. It's not on my list either, obviously. Um, but it is a game that I think is going to do very well. And again, this is the crazy thing about this year is there's a lot of great games coming out. Um, and yeah, it's just really, yeah, just really excited for this year in games. Uh, producer Jeff, your number one most anticipated game this year. I feel like I know what it is, but go ahead and hit us with it. I mean, yeah, I feel like if you take a quick gander behind me here, it wouldn't be hard to figure out my uh, most anticipated game of the year. Uh, it is going to be the AEW Fight Forever video game. Now, a lot of people, you know, I, and I totally understand, they're knocking the game for the graphics. It looks like it's from PlayStation 2. But I actually like that. I think it brings me back to the nostalgia days of back when we would play those games. Um, all I want is the gameplay to be good and to feel like you know i'm controlling a character in a wrestling match and i'll be uh i'll be just fine i can't i can't wait um over on the twitch channel and possibly on this channel we'll be heavily playing that game <laughs> yep absolutely yep. all right well <laughs> my number one game is minecraft legends no i'm just kidding it's zelda it's zelda it's zelda what did you expect you thought I was going to make a fucking list? You thought I was going to make a fucking list of games I'm looking forward to this year and Zelda wasn't going to be number one? It is. Baldur Gate 3. <laughs> Baldur Gate 3. TJ was asking for it. Here it is. And I mean, like, look. I don't know how many times I could say it before people get tired of fucking me hearing me talk about it. Uh, I love The Legend of Zelda. It is such <laughs> a surprise to me. It, it, uh... I just they're the best fucking games ever made you know what do you want me to say it's it's just great stuff excellent games and i think tears of the kingdom just looks it just looks like the next entry in the zelda franchise i think it's going to be an excellent game um i'm just really excited for it i mean I, again breath of the wild for me has issues issues that i think will probably still be unfortunately in tears of the kingdom but you know I'm still really looking forward to it, and kind of like what you know, producer Jeff was talking about the the Zelda games coming out. You know, you get a major Zelda release once every five years, and that's like it's an event. You know, for me, like this is something I circle on the calendar. I'll probably take days off of work to at least jump into. 
You know, I'm just, I'm very excited. Cannot, cannot wait until The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out. TJ saying, Nintendo makes quality games when they want to, but damn, I hate Game Freak. Terrible developers. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that Game Freak rests on its laurels as much as they do, because Pokemon is so fucking good. Yeah. And it could be so much better. It could be, yeah. it could be like insane how much better it is. Um, but they, they just don't. It, I don't know. Is it is it bad to call a developer lazy? I mean, they're not, but at the same time, they're not innovating either. They're just going to the well. They're just living in the well. Bro, I'm just sitting here like I'm sitting here before the podcast, fucking opening Pokemon cards. I got all my evolutions. Like, like they got me, man. I'm I'm they like it's just like fuck every you year. Just like I just, they are not slouches when it comes to marketing. They are marketing oh. madness geniuses. No, they know how to market like it's nobody's fuck. They've been mar- they've been killing the marketing game since it, Pokemon came out. Like yeah, it, like yeah. back in '97 or whatever. It, like it's like, here's another thing that was just kind of mentioned was like my I was trying to get I, was, I got a I have a second copy of I got the double pack so I gave the violet to my wife and mm-hmm. I was like hey do you want to play it she's like yeah I'm like is there another Eevee in it and I was like no. And she's and I laughed and she's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, the it does not matter how shit that game is. If there is a new evolution in it, doesn't matter what game it is. If there's yep. a new evolution, it will sell mm-hmm. solely off the back of a new evolution. They don't need it. Their, their gimmick is the 3D thing right now. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, just that's Pokemon. It, it sucks, but. You know, and like I love Scarlet and Violet. I I you know, sat here a few weeks ago on the podcast and I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, no regrets. I don't regret doing that. I still don't. I'm um, literally playing it this morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I still I, do that, and I'm having like, and you you gave it a nine out of ten, and I'm I'm still like you kind of complete the Pokedex. You said you were done right before we started. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, bro, I'm I'm fighting competitive. I'm doing all the post game stuff. I'm doing all the terror raids. I'm farming items. I'm making multiples. Like we did a, a I got a golden Gyarados. Gyarados. I got a golden Magikarp on New Year's Eve in the morning, and wow. we evolved it at midnight into a red Gyarados on That's New Year's good. Eve. That's dope. yeah. I was like, we did it an hour early because I had to go. I had to go. You know, spend some time with the family, but on the stream, I was like, "All right, guys, we're gonna pretend." And we did a fake countdown, and then it's like three, two, one, ten. Bah, happy New Year! And we named it Supreme Chad because we're Supreme Red. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so that is uh the game preview for twenty twenty three for the video game industry. I mean, we're it's gonna be a crazy year. I'm really excited that we started this podcast when we did because it's gonna be an awesome adventure this year. I mean. I think there are games that all of us are going to play and we're going to talk about. I'm excited to let Jeff review some video games for the podcast. Um, that's going to be really exciting for me personally. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, man, uh, great year. Uh, what do you, what are you playing right now, Forrest? Uh, like game wise. Yeah, game game wise. What do you what like? What do you what do you what are you up to these days? Uh, I'm popping between. Uh... Well, when we hit 500, we're going to have another Soul Calibur tournament, so that'll be a big thing. Okay. Um, so Soul Calibur will be coming back. But right now, I'm kind of just Pokemon and uh, Monster Hunter. I'm waiting for, like, a big event or something in Monster Hunter. I'm going to go do a bunch of the events at once. 
Okay. We're supposed to get an update in February for the next, or no, the next update is February. So we'll be getting that soon. Probably like a new Elder Dragon, more stories and stuff. So, okay. yeah. So when they and they're releasing it in January, and then they're probably going to announce that event like right after. So it's awesome. Uh, I'm also producer, thinking about getting yeah. it on PC. <laughs> producer Jeff, uh, you still knocking? Uh, still knocking Warzone? Yeah, I'm still playing Warzone 2, and for anybody having trouble with that uh, skill-based matchmaking, I have discovered a way around it. <laughs> so oh, if you queue into a game, and you die, and you spectate who killed you, just set your controller down overnight and walk away. It will continue to queue you into a lobby over and over and over again, and you'll die with zero kills. And after tech, some people think it's five games. Some people think it's around six, seven, eight games, but whatever overnight, you're going to lose so many games with a 0.0 KD rate that the next games you play in the morning are going to be against the worst lobbies you've ever been in. And it is actually hilarious to play. You know, it's fun. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I would consider that like a, like a workaround. It's more That's of a, a life hack. That's a life hack. On it is. Yeah. How to easy. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but I was expecting Jeff to be like, well, if you go into the settings and you do this, this, and this, you can disable the skill-based matchmaking. It's like, oh, no, you just just let your game play for six hours and let yourself die over. over yeah, you got to tank your KD, man. It's all, oh, the I'm only way you can that. do it. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm and too... it works in multiplayer, too, man. Tank your KD in multiplayer five games in a row, and you'll get a nice, easy lobby afterwards. <laughs> I, I'm too prideful for that. I can't do that. Yeah, it's it's hard in multiplayer. It's hard. Yeah. Um, well, so me right now, I actually, right before we went on the air, I got the platinum trophy for God of War, not Ragnarok, but the la the last one, 2018. Um, man, that that last Valkyrie fight. I don't know if you guys have completed God of War, but that last Valkyrie fight was fucking nuts. Um, would not recommend it. <laughs> uh, but the game itself, loved playing it. Hit the I hit the uh, the credits right before the new year rolled over. Um, but you know, yeah, finished it today or completed it today. Got all the trophies and stuff like that. Don't know exactly what I'm jumping into next, but by the time we speak next week on the game room podcast, I'll, I'll have a better idea. All right. Uh, I think that's just going to about do it for us here in the game room podcast. Thank you to everybody that was hanging out with us live. Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, producer Jeff, do you want to take us out? All right. Well, thank you guys very much for uh, hanging out with us, like uh, like Rome said there. And thank you, Forrest, for helping us out here tonight with another episode of the Game Room Podcast. Anytime. Always a pleasure. All right. And then uh, this will be uh, uploaded to Spotify and Amazon and Google or wherever you get your uh, podcast entertainment. Um, and until next time, thank you guys very much, and we will see you next time.